أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل عقدة من لساني يبقه قولي رب أودعينا نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله ورستل in the month of Rabi'ul Awwal and praise be to Allah that he has allowed us to come together during the 12 nights of Rabi'ul Awwal so that we can remember the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and to do that which will please him Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala it's not easy many people they think that to come to remember Allah or to go in a place where Allah is being mentioned or remembered it's easy and that you can just do it with yourself without the tawfiq, without the assistance and the support of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, none of us will be able to worship Allah. Those who are able to worship him only by his permission that we are worshiping him. And therefore, it is so important for us in these days to remember the Prophet to read more about him to get to know him more than what we know about him already. And inshallah, if Allah permits me in the next few minutes, I want to identify, to remind myself and remind all of us together, what are our duties to the Prophet We have a lot of duties that we are supposed to carry out in this world, but the most important thing is to identify in the Quran what are the duties Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a responsibility upon us in order for us to be members of the ummah or the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's not easy and it is not يعني, that which you do yourself, but it is something that you inherit from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the teaching. But before I go to that, I want you to reflect with me upon what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about the prophets themselves and the messengers. The prophets and the messengers, all of them, all of them are being instructed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they must follow Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Okay? A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim. I'm just looking for the verse. Okay. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإذ أخذ الله ميثاق النبيين لما آتيتكم من كتاب وحكمة ثم جاءكم رسول مصدق لما معكم لتؤمنن به ولتنصرنه قال أأقررتم قال أأقررتم وأخذتم على ذلكم إصري قالوا أقررنا قال فاشهدوا وأنا معكم من الشاهدين صدق الله العظيم this is verse 81 in Surah Al-Imran, Surah number 3. Each one of you, if you have time, read it and reflect upon it. This is Allah reminding us the position and the placing of Muhammad among all the messengers. Okay? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought all the prophets together. The prophets are those whom Allah has chosen among the righteous. The Prophet said, Allah 
when he created the spirits, he took a bunch of them or a group of them and named them the righteous. And from them, he took another group and named them the prophets. And he took it upon himself to enlighten them or give them the knowledge. And therefore, they are called Nabiyin, and the singular is Nabi, that one who has been already informed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or taught or given the knowledge. This is the meaning. And from them, then he took another group and he named them the messengers. Those who will deliver certain messages to their communities. And from them, he took another group and named them, okay, Ulul Azm, the messengers with greatest responsibilities. And it is agreed upon these messengers with greatest responsibilities are Nuh, Ibrahim, okay, Musa, Isa, and Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, some people add Adam to them, make them six, but as far as I know, they are the five because they came especially to eliminate the shirk from the earth when the earth was filled with mushrikeen worshipping idols beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from them, then he took and it was one and he became Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought together the Prophet and taken from them a covenant or an oath, okay? And he said to them, I have given you the book and I have given you wisdom and the ability to guide people and to rule over them. A messenger will come after you, okay, who will sustain that which you brought before you and he will approve it to be the truth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You must believe in him, you must support him and then he says subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Prophet, do you take my word on that? And do you accept this to be that which you will instill within your nation? They said, yes, we accept our Lord. Then he said, be witnesses. And I am a witness amongst you or with you. And whosoever turn away after this, they are those who have wronged themselves without any okay, boundary. This is just a rough meaning of this verse, but when you read it, you can get a better meaning in English for it. But what I'm trying to say, if the prophets, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask them to believe in Muhammad, ask them to support Muhammad sallam, and ask them to be witnesses with him that he is the chosen one, alayhi salatu wasallam, then it is upon us to know who he is and to understand our rights. Okay? For him. Now, what are these duties that are upon us for Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? If you notice in the Quran, Allah said to those prophets, Every prophet must believe in Muhammad sallallahu You can ask yourself, how can they believe in him without him coming before them or in their time? Because he was there before them. And when he came to the Isra and Mi'raj and he was in Baytul Maqdis in Jerusalem, he led them all in prayer. How could they pray behind him without him being their leader and they are believers in him? So the first thing for us to do is to believe in Muhammad Every one of us must believe in Muhammad. You have to. This is number one. Number two, you must be obedient to Muhammad The faith in Muhammad is in here. 
Now, we have the word of declaration of submission to Allah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There is none worthy to be worshipped but Allah. Muhammad is indeed the messenger of Allah. May peace and blessing be upon him. Now, where is this in the Quran? When you read Surah Muhammad, Allah said to Sayyidina Muhammad sallam, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ That's the place in the Quran. فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Be aware that there is none worthy to be worshipped but Allah. Where is Muhammadur Rasulullah in the Quran? In the last verse in Surah Al-Fatih. The surah after it, straight away, Allah says in it, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Beginning the last verse, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. So from the Quran, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ مُحَمَّدٌ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And in fact, the highest dhikr is لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And once a person finds the sweetness of doing it regularly without fail, and whenever you say it regularly, you find it inspiring, and you find yourself getting more easy in your way of doing things, and able to move around, and agile, and awake, not feeling tired, sleepy, or whatever, then straight away, if you read La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah al-Dhikr, this becomes the most perfect dhikr. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, is absolutely the best dhikr. Ahmad ibn Idris radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Shaykh al-Adaritha, the Shaykh of Alul Bayt, he used to say, the dhikr for the people who know who Allah is, is La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. This is one phrase, together like that. So believing in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will obviously indicate that you believe in Allah. Because if you say la ilaha illallah after Muhammad has declared the message without saying Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa your faith is not acceptable. Those who believed with Isa, their faith is acceptable because they believed in Isa. With Musa, their faith is acceptable because they believed in Musa and so on. But once Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked to declare this message, anybody who is living, then now or in the future, must believe in Muhammad So this is the first thing. Number two, you must be obedient to Muhammad Allah said in the Quran, You must obey Allah and obey the messenger. This is the must. Without obedience to the messenger, there is no obedience to Allah. Man Whosoever is obedient to the messenger is indeed obedient to Allah. This is the proof in the Quran. So you must find all those things the Prophet instructed to do and you follow them soon. And I always say to the brothers and sisters, in order for you to follow his example, okay, the obedience will make it easy for you. Be obedient to him, sallam, then it will come. Number three, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Two of them. Tawqir. Tawqir meaning you must show respect to him. You must show respect to Muhammad sallallahu How can we show respect to Muhammad sallallahu is by honoring him. You must honor Muhammad You must always remember that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam has done everything for you and he will be doing everything for you in the day of judgment. But what are you doing for him in return? What are you doing for him? So what you need to do is is to show respect to him by always honoring him. Imam Malik rahmatullahi alayhi in order to honor Muhammad whenever he recited his hadith he used to put his turban on. Because a turban for the men in Arabia is something important. You cannot walk out in the streets without a turban. You never find a man walk without a turban. You have to. No man walk in the street without covering their head. They have to cover their head. A, a toby is okay or a cap, but a turban is important for the scholars of Islam. Okay? That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
when they are doing their tawaf around the Kaaba or standing on Arafah or wearing their ihram, is asking them to take it off. Otherwise, they wear it all the time. Okay? This is so important. So if Imam Malik was doing it as respect, then you must do it as respect. Look into his life, read about his life, all the time try to honor him. People who come together and read salawat for Muhammad, or gather people to read salawat for Muhammad sallam, they are honoring Muhammad People who remember the family of Muhammad, they are honoring Muhammad Very important. He said, I ask of you nothing but to be kind to my next of kin. Honoring Al-Bayt Muhammad is honoring Muhammad So this is something that you must always do and think about because otherwise your life is not going to be fulfilled. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the same verse, meaning you must support him. As he told the messengers or the prophets, okay, you must believe in him and support him, you must support Muhammad How can we support Muhammad Allah said in the Quran, if you support Allah, Allah will support you and make you firm on your faith. How can we support Allah? By supporting Muhammad By standing by Muhammad By following the example of Muhammad By being obedient to Muhammad By believing in Muhammad By reading about Muhammad By encouraging people to be with Muhammad this is very, very important. None of you should neglect this. Number five, it is so important that you make salawat for Muhammad. Allah said in the Quran, Inna Allah wa nabi. He began with himself. I, Allah, and my malaika, my angels, make salawat for Muhammad. The Prophet وسلم, was asked by the companion, How can we pray for you, O Messenger of Allah, or make salawat for you? He said, Qulu, say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Oh, Allah makes salawat for Muhammad. We don't know what is it. How to say it, we don't know. But we say to him, do it. Some of the scholars that I said many times before, saying that salawat for Muhammad is seeking height for Muhammad. Salawat for Muhammad is seeking forgiveness for Muhammad. Salawat for Muhammad is seeking nearness to Allah for Muhammad. But Allah gave him all this. Allah forgave all his sins. Allah raised him. And Allah honored him. And Allah brought him nearest to him. In the story of the Mi'raj, no man, no creature was brought nearer to Allah than Muhammad sallam. So it doesn't mean that. This is to me, so we leave it as it is. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad means something that we don't understand. Oh Allah, make salawat for Muhammad. Whatever Allah intends with these salawat, whatever their meaning is, we ask Allah to fulfill. But then he says, sallallahu alayhi wa whosoever says salawat for me, and does not include my family, his salah is incomplete. Incomplete. Betra. Maqtu'a. And it's cut off. And therefore, Muhammad. How did he say that? Because when he was sitting in the Mi'raj, and the Malaik were making salawat, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, wa ala ali Muhammad. Kama salli ala Ibrahim, wa ala ali Ibrahim. Fil alameena innaka hamidun majid. In all the worlds. Not just in the world that you live in within yourself, but in all the world. So, salawat for Sayyidina Muhammad sallam is good for you. Again, I repeat, you must believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You must be obedient to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You must, okay, all the time support Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, and you must, okay, understand that 
you should be respecting to Muhammad and honoring his position alayhi abdullah salatu wasalam and you must make salawat for Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But moreover, something more important than this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبُبْكُمُ اللَّهَ Say to them, oh Muhammad, if they claim to love me as their Lord Allah, they must follow you. We must follow Muhammad. We might, we might have mashayikh, we might have guides, we might have leaders. What do we see in them? Muhammad. If we don't see in them Muhammad, وسلم, we should not follow them. We should never follow them. Because Muhammad وسلم, is being made the one to be followed by Allah for us to achieve the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want Allah to love me. You want Allah to love you. There is no way we can achieve that love only by following Muhammad وسلم, example. So if you are learning from somebody, if the learning you are gaining from them is making you follow Muhammad, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. If you are following someone and his following is making you follow Muhammad Sallam, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Otherwise, you should not. Keep away from that. Because there is no other way that will bring you closer to Allah and his love than following Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi But moreover than that, number seven, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said, قَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, you have the best example. So if we need to take an example of doing anything good or avoiding anything bad, we must always look at the example of Muhammad first. And from him, we take our example. Let us think about it. What is the most important worship we do? Salah. What did he say? Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Pray as you see me praying. So our following of Muhammad Sallam in general is acceptable. But in Salah, we must pray like Muhammad Sallam used to pray. Otherwise, there is no way. We must make dua like Muhammad used to make dua, Sallallahu We must fast like him. We must make hajj like him. We must sit like him, sleep like him, eat like him, walk like him, speak like him, be silent like him, make dhikr like him. Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the example. He is the best example, Allah The pure example. The righteous example is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And there is no other besides Muhammad Sallallahu can give you that example. And the last thing, which is the perfect thing to say, is that we must love Muhammad Sallallahu We must love him. Anyone who believes in Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, anyone who is obedient to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, anyone who respects and honors Muhammad Sallallahu anyone who supports Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi anyone who will make salawat for Muhammad Sallallahu okay? anyone who will take Muhammad Sallallahu as an example for himself, okay? or anyone okay, who will do anything to be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Muhammad by following his example, will never be a believer until he loved Muhammad That means the initial iman is not complete. Okay? So you must love him. Why? Because he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون حب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين. None of you will become a true believer until he loves me more than his parents, his children, and all of mankind. It is so difficult to ascertain this from anybody that you love the Prophet that you have not seen, that you have not heard, that you have not acquainted yourself with, that maybe you don't know him 
properly, you read just about him, you heard about him, and you are supposed to love him more than you love your own son, more than you love your mother, your father, okay, your brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts, grandparents, relatives, okay, and all of mankind. And in fact, in another hadith, and everything. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين. In one hadith, until he loved me more than his parents, his children, and all of mankind. In another hadith, more than his parents, his children, mankind, and everything else. And another hadith, more than himself. So this a conclusion to that which we need to know in these days that our duty is to know Muhammad Sallallahu Our duty is to know Muhammad Sallallahu We must know him properly. And the only way to get to know him properly, you must read about him. You must sit and listen about him. You must try your best to question those who know about Muhammad, about Muhammad Sallallahu and if you notice the companions, عليهم, because they knew it is too hard for those who will come later, how can they love him without seeing him? Therefore, they wrote every description of him. They described his physical looks in details. They even counted how many hairs that are white on his beard and his head. Okay? They were describing how the teeth, they were describing his nose, his eyes, his eyebrows, his forehead, his cheeks. Okay? They were describing his face in general, his ears, his hair, his head. They were describing his shoulders. They were describing his arm, his fingers, his hands, his legs, his height, his body size. And when you read it, subhanAllah, it is the best description. One of the companions, when he was asked, describe Muhammad, he said, I had never seen one before him. Neither during his time or after him more beautiful than him. Nobody like Muhammad Nobody like Muhammad He is absolutely unique. And therefore, when somebody sees him, you will see him. For he said, Whosoever has seen me, definitely has seen me. For in this shaitan will never come to be me. You can't think about him. You can't feel about him. You can't just make imagination about him. إنه صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يرى بالخيال. He صلى الله عليه وسلم cannot be seen by imaginations. Artists imagine things and draw things from their mind. But Subhanallah, Muhammad sallam cannot be drawn by an artist's imagination. It's not acceptable. Muhammad sallam is the truth. هو الحق. It is he who is the truth. From الحق. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he brought al-haq al-Qur'an al-Kareem. Wa qawluhu al-haq. And his word, sallallahu alayhi wa is the truth. So please remember, he, sallallahu alayhi wa is so important for you, for your family, for your friends, for your community, for the world. And we as Muslims living in this community, what an opportunity for us to reflect that man to them. Do something beautiful about Muhammad Sallallahu I wish and I hope when Miladun Nabi Sallallahu come in every city in Britain, the Muslims will come together, like in a place like Hyde Park, whatever, and they make a huge celebration, not for themselves, for the non-Muslims. And make a big feast and feed all of them. For indeed, what he brought is the most important thing. Most important thing. 
to complete what the Prophet before him had brought. Those who believed in him in verse 81, Surah number 3. Okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them, you must believe in him, you must support him. Why? Because it is important. Without him, in the day of judgment, no human being will be saved from the hellfire. Without him, nobody will be allowed to enter paradise. Nobody. It is he who has the key for paradise. The key for paradise is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The mercy for paradise is Muhammad sallallahu It is said, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, None will enter paradise only through his mercy. None will enter paradise only through his mercy. I ask you and I ask myself, who is his mercy? Who is his mercy? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Didn't he subhanahu wa ta'ala say, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Only in this world? No. In this world and in the hereafter. In this world, whoever come across him will be shown mercy. Whether through being with him or hearing about him, before him or after him. It is said, it is said, once upon a time in Bani Israel, during Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam time, a man who was disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for many, many years. Many, many years. And he was the most wicked man. And openly he defies every teaching of Allah and every prophet and he is evil. Everybody knows this man is evil, he's a devil. Bani Israel killed him and threw him in the bin. Allah spoke to Sayyidina Musa, Ya Musa, take him, wash him, pray for him and bury him. Musa said to him, Oh Allah, how can I take such a person whom Bani Israel had agreed to be such an evil man, a wicked man who defied you and all your prophets and all their teaching and clean him? He's worth nothing. He said, yeah, Musa, please do what I'm telling you. But why, my Lord? He said, this one, while he was doing all that evil, whenever he opened the Torah, sometimes he used to read it because all the unbelievers, there is sometime when they are alone, they talk to Allah. But in public, they, sh they feel shy about it. Okay? They say, we are atheists, but inside they know. If you put them in a ship and the ship is drowning, they say, if there is a ghost there, please save me. Why are they saying that? So, subhanAllah, whenever he opened the Torah and come across the name Muhammad, he kissed it. Because he honored the name of my Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, today I forgive him. Pray for him and bury him properly. Look, this is honoring Muhammad. Allah said to the Prophet, honor Muhammad. You see the old Pakistani women, like your mother, may Allah give her a long life, she will open the Quran. If she cannot read, she will go like this. People laugh at her, oh, grandmother didn't know anything. When she comes to the name Muhammad, she knows this is Muhammad. And they put the Quran and they put up there. And the younger generation who think they know everything because they have a degree or a PhD, whatever, or they're doctors or they're philosophers, whatever rubbish. And this old woman, what is she, this stuff, this is just paper. They don't know, because they don't know this kind of hadith the Prophet told us. If they know, they are ignorant. If they know, they will not talk about her like that. If you kiss the name of Muhammad in a paper, Allah will honor you. Allah, if you walk in the street and you see any paper written in any language and you pick it up because there is writing on it and you are fearing because maybe the name of God or Muhammad or any Prophet is written on it, Allah will honor you. Allah will honor you. This is the way we were taught. We don't put things that Allah has honored down. We raise them. So Allah can raise us, inshallah. So from this, 
we need to show that respecting, that honoring, that following, that example Allah wants us to have, inshallah. Yes, Sidi. My brother is, is just reminding us that subhanallah when he was in Medina although his body was feeling heavy and he was tired he spent eight days there but he used to go and stand in the road praying and he will stand for hours and he will feel happy and rejoicing and when he goes back sometimes his feet are bleeding okay because of the tiredness because of okay his body weight and everything but he said it is sincerity in what you do it is longing for him and for the place where he is that makes you to show that you love him so the longing is very important you must long for him okay you must always feel for him it is not difficult but yet it's not easy but the only way we can do it is by reflecting upon the life of muhammad our elders in the past wrote the seerah in the maulid we read and it's more every thursday evening and every sunday evening if allah give you tawfiq read it even by yourself if you can't read arabic read the translation in english because in it is the whole story life of muhammad abbreviated in a short way so may allah allow me and allow you to be among that i want to remind you once number three today week i came early not very early but we decided and insha'Allah a lot of يعني, people are not coming because they're saying Sheikh it's too late and I have been يعني, hoping that we will start early but every time people make it late now it's about time we really start early there are a lot of young women who are being giving me a lot of headache and they're saying it is terrible where they want to come or make us another day I can't make another day I haven't got time so I said okay I'll come early so I really want to fix it in a time where that we can come early and finish early. The whole program should not take more than two and a half hours, maximum three hours. Shouldn't take. What time is it now? Quarter past one. I think we came about quarter past ten. Yeah, three hours. So I think three hours. Either we start eight and finish eleven, or half past eight finish half past eleven. Yeah. إن شاء الله بات والله يا أخي أنا معاك لكن والله كثير من الناس الشباب والشابات يعني يعني حسرة لما كنا نقرأ المولتين يجوا كثيرين يقول if you start then we come all of us يعني let us start and then people after they go we can stay but at least those people can come <تصفيق> نعم إن شاء الله إن شاء الله يا رب إن شاء الله إن شاء الله so Next week, let us make proper mashura and we stick to it. And please come early. And you need to come early. Sheikh Omar, especially people like yourself, brothers. Either 8, half past 8, or 9 maximum. What time do you think is the best time? 
Woman, lady, ask you, they can come, they can come. But tell them, the moment we finish, they have to leave. I don't really want any responsibility for somebody going outside at that time. Yes. Yeah, and then anything happens. Because if we come at half past eight, we start. By half past 11, we are finished. In fact, from 11, they can go if they want to go. You see? Because once we are sitting and doing the verse, they can listen to it later on, it's recorded. Inshallah. Rahmatullah. <laughs> إن شاء الله ندعو له في آخر الجلسة ندعو له إن شاء الله. Another thing إن شاء الله our our place in 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 Willis Dillon. الحمد لله now it is open. This Tuesday and the coming Sunday there is two meetings for volunteers who want to help the elderly in the community and one organization local organization is coming. Tuesday is the elderly or the Tuesday is the elderly. Check it please. Okay. Tuesday the homeless, you know. So this Tuesday, if you feel like wanting to help the homeless, you're welcome to come. There'll be somebody come from an organization. I'll be there, and a lot of volunteers will come, and we will begin to work with those. The first day, we're going to feed the poor in this mosque. What time is it? We haven't confirmed. Seven o'clock on Tuesday. Seven o'clock on Tuesday. Tuesday. Seven o'clock, inshallah. Let's say seven o'clock Tuesday. And the first day, I don't know, I think it is the, the 6th of, uh, the 4th of March. Sunday, the 4th of March, will be the first day we are going to invite the poor from the street and bring them here to this mosque, down the stairs, and we're going to feed them. We're going to start like that, okay? Every, maybe two weeks, and when there come a time, we'll bring them regularly. So your present will be good, because really, 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 to me, the example of Muhammad Sallam is seen better in serving the poor and he used to pray to be with them and to die with them and to be raised with them that is that is islam to me and giving the food is the best thing so may allah bless our girl Sazan. she have done a fantastic job in her research and may allah bless you sidi for putting her across because really mashallah may allah bless her she knows exactly what she's doing she arranged everything and everything is ready so when you come there she will show you what to do and we are all going if you can help with your money, okay, if you can help with your time, if you can help with your car, it's all important. This is anything you can do. So that we will tell you what we're going to do and we're going to do it regularly. Regularly, we're going to take them out. On the Sunday, next week as well, we're going to have a meeting to help the elderly in the community. Now, to be honest with you, there are too many old people. Sheikh Omar goes to visit some of them, even outside London, sit with them, take them little thing put it, hold their hands, talk to them, and they feel as if he came from heaven to them. Am I right or wrong? And in London, maybe in your area, there are old people, they can't even go and do the shopping. There are old people, they die alone. There are old people who are in hospital, nobody visits them. A Muslim sometimes. So what we need is, on Sunday when you come as well, there's another organization coming. They are already doing the work. So we want to, they said, it would be fantastic if Muslim working with us. What I discovered now, what I was always thought, all those organizations saying, subhanallah, 
Muslim want to do this? We never thought Muslim will help in this country. They're only helping abroad. You see? So inshallah, we'll be the first to do this kind of thing for the non-Muslim than the Muslims. For everybody, every human being. So inshallah, when you come on Sunday, and the meeting I think at the same time will be about 7 o'clock, and we'll sit together, inshallah, listen to this gentleman, and he will tell us, we'll take your name, you have to fill forms, and then they will identify an elderly man or woman, you will go and visit them, you will talk to them, you will support them, you will buy their shopping, according to your time. Maybe it is one hour a week, maybe it's two hours a week, maybe you can give them a day. And I promise you, some of those old people, once you go to them, they will never let you go. Some of them cry when you want to leave. You see? So, but by going to them, you, Allah will reward you. Okay? Allah will reward you. And then what I want to do, I want to then bring them, okay, sometime, themselves, the elderly, put them together and feed them and allow them to talk to one another. You see? So those who have cars, they can drive to bring them in. Those who have the means uh, of giving us time will be good for them. Those who will be helping in any form or shape, inshallah. It's good for every individual human being, but especially for the young people. Any youth, this is what we need them to do because it will mold their heart to be merciful. I'm telling all my friends from Sudan who have children living around edge or these places, not to waste their time in the cafes and then they learn to smoke the shisha and follow the girls and do all this haram and then they say, oh, what did I do wrong? Because you did not show them the way of mercy. The way of mercy is to let them help the community and serve the community. So this is the way, inshallah, to bring their children. Any child from the age of 12, 13 years old, they can come and we let them. The place itself have internet, okay, wireless internet. The place itself have got three areas for learning. We are going to run, inshallah, the courses now. All right, we have Jibril who's going to teach Arabic language. We have Ahmed Pirzada who's going to teach, inshallah, Islamic studies, going to start proper courses. You join him properly. Every course will be about six, seven weeks following, two hours at a time, and he will complete the course. And then we have got my brother, inshallah, who's going to teach Quran. Okay, your name again, my brother? Huh? Muhammad Zaki. Muhammad Zaki is going to teach Quran, good Quran teaching, inshallah. And I have, mashallah, the best Qari for the world at the moment, who is the winner of the competition that is done in the Middle East for the best Quran of the Quran in the world, who is a Turkish guy, who is willing to come and teach two things, Qira'as of the Quran and the Adhan, how to make proper Adhan. When you hear him, you see, mashallah, absolutely. So those people who are fluent in their Quran, those who are good, they have got good voices and they want to tell them how to do qira'ah properly, he reads Abdul Basit, he reads Manshawi, he reads Husari, like him. Subhanallah. And when he makes adhan, he makes adhan of Medina, adhan of uh, uh, Dimashq, adhan of uh, uh, Egypt, adhan of Mecca. He knows how to do all different adhan. Just like that voice. And he can teach it to people. He said to me, look, I can come and help people who want to. Learn, inshallah, so inshallah this Tuesday inshallah, and next Friday. Say with regards to the homeless, both of them, please, brothers, come. We have too many sisters volunteering. Alhamdulillah, it's good. Yeah. But uh, it's homeless people, it's elderly, we might need people to drive. We need more brothers. Yeah. If you can. There are too many women. Seriously. If, if, wallahi, I tell you, if I said to the women, come even to a circle here, there will be too many women coming. Because I don't know. They, they, they're eager. They want to learn. You go to university campus for a talk, there is 300 people sitting, 400 people, two-thirds are women. Where are the men? What happened to the men? Are they smoking shisha? 
Last announcement tomorrow, Sheikh Ahmed Mana, the Somali Sheikh Ahmed Mana, one of the Qadiriya Mashaykh, very, very يعني, good man, an elderly man. He always pray his five daily prayers in Central Mosque. He lives in Finchel Road. He rang me and said, Please invite and tell all the brothers tomorrow in Walthamastu. I don't know which mosque is it. Anybody knows? Masjid Habib. He's doing his Mawlid after Dhuhr. Okay. If you need to know where the address is, take it from Hamza, inshallah. Please, if you can make it, make it. His Mawlid is very, very special. So Seriously. Hard. You want to be blessed? You go, it's a very serious, good man. Yani, we read the Al-Khairat written by Juzuli. He himself, Allah has opened for him. Allah has given him his own salawat. He has got his own book, which he has written by himself. And he wrote many, many books and things like that. He's a very knowledgeable man. So if you are able to make it, it, he doesn't do it late. He always, he's an elderly man. He said to me, look, the night is not for me. The night is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I stay at home and worship Allah. So after Zuhur and Asr, he does that, yeah. I think by 3, 4 o'clock it will be finished. People will leave, inshallah. All right? Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum.